This episode of Monocycle is brought to you by The Real Real, or as I like to call it, the most important place to shop on the internet ever and always. There's so much Celine on there, it will hurt your eyes. It's incredible. It's an authenticated luxury consignment shop at up to 90% off retail, and there are thousands of new items added twice daily. So hit up therealreal.com, sell your old stuff on there, and using the code MANREPELLER, you can also get a 20% discount. You're welcome, and thank you. Ka-ching, ka-ching, bling, bling, bling. Hi, welcome back to Monocycle, a podcast by Man Repeller hosted by Leandra Medine. It's October 7th, and just two days ago, Paris Fashion Week in, mm-hmm, Paris ended. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. It's the first season that I've missed in Paris in a while, and I'm a little bummed about it. Not necessarily because I have FOMO or I feel like I missed out, because on the contrary, Paris has this way of making me feel so little and unimportant. But Paris is really, really important for fashion because it's supposed to be the week where all the new ideas happen and all of the intellective fashion, all of the smarts, everything is just like all the guts of the industry are being oozed out from there. And I feel like sometimes when people criticize New York Fashion Week, that is, call it tired or stale, it's because a lot of what we see in New York is regurgitation of the previous season in Paris. Example, uh, Celine showed a 40-something look collection on Sunday. What we will see next September in New York is no question going to look like less complicated and digestible versions of what we saw on the Celine runway. I mean, I know that's true of right now. We'll probably see a bit of that with Balenciaga and Vetement also. But that's not necessarily a bad thing because so many of, of our designers have a great talent in that they take complicated ideas and simplify them slash make them wearable or accessible to people who otherwise want to understand but kind of just don't. But for some reason, there was also this overarching feeling in Paris of like not caringness. And this is what I've called from reading the reviews, which I kept up with, from some of my favorite critics of the industry, and also from trying to remain as involved as I could via Instagram, which is such an incredible resource now because of Instagram stories. You really genuinely feel like you're there in many cases. But I'm trying to figure out why Paris felt dull or a bit more bland this season. There was so much rejiggering going on. Uh, St. Laurent has a new designer, it's Anthony Vaccarello. Lanven has a new designer, it's female couturier Bouchra Gerard. Maria Grazia Chiori, formerly of Valentino, showed her first collection for Dior. She's the first female designer at Dior. Pierre Paolo, the leftover at Valentino, showed an incredible collection for Valentino. Celine looked awesome, Balenciaga looked really good, and for some reason it just still felt kind of quiet. Is it because of the way the critics are telling the story, or is it just because I'm not there? Is there like an element of narcissism at play? Like it doesn't feel as important because I'm not at the field with my boots on. So I'm trying to think about these critics, the ones that I really admire and respect, the ones who I really care about. And the thing about all of them that they all have in common is that they're old guard. They're super smart and their references are on point and they're incredibly aware of what's happening. But then there must be some sense of nervousness or jadedness, right? Because anyone can see that fashion is undergoing a revolution right now. There is so much to be excited about, the really bad stuff and the really good stuff. Because it's just scene one in like a 15 act play. 
we can't judge what's going to happen in Act 5 or 6 or 100 because we're just at scene 1. But I know for sure that the tone with which we share our opinions needs to feel a little bit more optimistic. There's this like imminent sense of doom and I don't really understand why. But there's a feeling that you get, a sense that the needle is being moved when you're watching a collection that is actually feeding into a revolution. And you know this is true because you feel that way when you're looking at Clothes by Celine and you feel that way when you're looking at what Vetmont is doing. And for some reason, for these clothes, which really are so cool, and for a designer who's really intelligent and, and who's taking like deconstructionist theory and turning it into a fashion statement, I'm just, I'm just not sure. Maybe it's because the clothes feel so untouchable and expensive, so the wow factor gets lost. Or maybe, maybe, we're just so overstimulated and shocked and unconcerned no matter how good it is because we're seeing so much of it. I'm not really sure, but to have this conversation about the jadedness, not caringness, I'm enlisting the help of Amelia Diamond, a senior writer at Man Repeller who you probably know fairly well, who's about to chime in. I think that you not being there has something to do with it. Well, you're never there, so how do you feel usually about Paris? Does it give you that fire pit in your belly? I mean, sometimes, yeah. I think I'm probably more used to sometimes being affected and sometimes not. I still have moments where I look at shows online and I have emotional responses to them, and I would definitely say that Paris and Milan, it's easier to generate that from a computer than it is for me from New York shows. But I think I'm more used to perhaps like not feeling that than feeling that. Like it feels more of like a rarity to spark that feeling in me. Well, I think part of it is also that I haven't felt compelled to say anything. Right. That's what's bothering me. Yeah, I kind of feel that way too. When I had to write the Dior Valentino and who else was in that? Uh, Long Van. Dior Long Van and Saint Laurent. Yeah, like. What was easy about that was like the really obvious angle that there were three new designers. I really don't know that I would have had very intense thoughts to say about that if there weren't three new designers. Mm -hmm. But I think for you, I think one, I think it's perhaps part of the nature of like every year you're in this a little bit more. It's more and more a job and you're like, because you're viewing it so analytically, don't you think that by nature that scrubs it of some of the spark no matter what? Yeah, but there, there are still always the designers who make you feel like you're thinking the most evocative and elaborate thoughts. And you get so excited and you perk up while you're looking at the clothes because you're like, oh my God, this is the revolution. This is it. This is the change that we've been hungry for. But something I've been thinking about a lot this season is what can be changed? I think at some point there becomes a monotony even in the like elaborate and ornate beauty. Maybe I'm feeling preemptively ready for the next dressing moment and it's just not here yet. Yeah, like the fashion is in autumn right now and the designers are in transition and the houses are like we're seeing it. So there's literal obvious shifts happening and then I think there's quiet undertones that are happening and I think all of it is creating some sort of rumbling that's like unsettling overall. I think what's happening is maybe we're all feeling some sort of natural growing pain of the industry, even if it's not like a bad feeling, it's just not that cozy place that like I think you used to get from looking at Paris shows. Yeah. I mean, but also is there an argument that maybe everything wasn't so special? Like, could it have been the designers this season? Or do you like well, refuse to believe no, that? No, that's what I'm trying to wonder. 
because it's the first season in a long time that I have actually had nothing to say. I was not compelled to say anything. The only shows that got me a little bit excited mm -hmm. were Balenciaga and Celine. Right. And I also, I was ready for those to excite me. So then it makes me wonder, like, what is more valuable? The stories that we tell ourselves, the ideas that we project in our own minds, or the actual clothes? Because right. I wrote the stories for Celine and Balenciaga before I even saw the clothes. Not literally, but I knew that I was going to have something to say, and so I made myself have something to say. Right. All of the reviewers who I really admire and respect are pretty much old guard mm -hmm. writers. Right. And I think there's a jadedness about all of their writing this season that makes me feel somewhat upset because it doesn't take a genius to recognize that we are undergoing a revolution. Like fashion is changing tremendously. Forget right. the actual clothes, the structure of the industry is changing. Right. And there seems to be a fear in the voice of all of these writers who I admire so much instead of this like excited optimistic delight. And I think the approach we need to take is like, guys, nothing is happening and it's a good thing. Here is why. As right. opposed to Two years ago, everyone sitting at the Café Castiglione would be talking about Maria Grazia Curie at Dior. This year, no one. You know what I mean? Like, the reviews were very ominous. It was very like, what are we doing? Why are we here? Right. And yeah. that scares me. I, I mean, I wonder if that's reflecting, like, what's going on on a political landscape. Yeah. I mean, they used to say that, or my grandma always says that the political climate and economy used to affect like literal hem lengths and I always talk yeah, about that. Yeah, the hemline like, index, absolutely. And and like in some sense that has to be happening in fashion. Like I wonder if everyone is sort of you know from a, from an analytical standpoint is sort of having one of those like more important issues are really going on right now in a way that like can't be ignored and so much energy is being exerted like nearby but elsewhere that maybe it feels for the first time, like... Really taxing, like too taxing. Yeah, and just like, I can't also then lend my brain power to pull out meaning from a fashion show. Like, this year more than ever, like, we, no one needs to be searching for stories. And I think it's really fun to search for stories in fashion. Yeah. But like, it's just not needed right now. To me, that, quite, that actually brings up the question of what comes first, good clothing or a good review? Because I don't actually think the clothes are changing. I don't necessarily think they're any better or worse than they've ever been, but the commentary around them has changed, and that is definitely affecting the overall sentiment. Right. So what, what comes first? Is it a collection or what a person thinks of a collection? If we want to think of it in terms of like our stories were the collections and our commenters were the reaction, it's how would you answer that question? The context would be different, right? What would I say is more important, the story or the reaction? I would say the reaction is more important. Then, right. Um, so I definitely can have some of that when it comes to fashion because you start you start to question your own your own opinion, I guess. So you mm -hmm. like you revisit it, and and of course there's something to be said for someone's opinion swaying what you previously thought like maybe it adds a new context that then allows you to look at something differently and it's probably really hard to to know when you were just like influenced by like a really good point or if you were just kind of brainwashed by another's point of view i do often think about whether or not a designer is at the mercy of the mood of a critic right it's like even when i was 
when I was taking all of those hormones last year, when I was reviewing shows in February, I was like, I feel so bad for our community. No one gets to have fun this fashion week. Because you're in a bad Because mood. I'm not having fun. Right. Yeah, I mean, last fashion week, the whole industry was in a bad fucking mood. Yeah. And didn't this September, I actually thought it was like a nice overall tone, but someone said to us, like, don't you feel like everyone's really cranky this season? And I was like, are they? And then started... Yeah. Well, that's true of taste, right? Like at a certain point in time, uh, people start to develop the same cues or they're, they're all tuned into the same frequency within the zeitgeist. One person goes so far as to execute on that frequency and then the other people, you know, flock to it. Right. Um, so like that's feeling something and like other people are going to pick up on that. Mm-hmm. And I'm not the first person to feel it. Other people are feeling it too. And I'm, in fact, probably feeling it as a reaction to what I've subconsciously seen. Right. You know? It's heavy. It is heavy. This is but, fun. Yeah, it is fun. You know how sometimes I'm so excited and eager when I'm in Paris? Yeah. Do you ever feel that from here? No. I feel your good mood when you're in Paris, and I'm like, what is that? Like, I want to know about that. And mm-hmm. I've been looking at everyone's, my friends who are in Paris, like, all their Snapchats. It has looked like the world's most magical week. So it's very simply the fact that I wasn't there. I think. Okay. But also, again, like, I have to say, like, I have had... I did not look at Dries, a show that I'm normally like, oh, my God, genius. And I was kind of like, this is cool. This looks like Dries. Yeah. Everything looked like itself. Yeah. Maybe we're hungry for reliability because we don't have it anywhere else. Maybe. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. <clears throat> to wrap that up, I would like to just say, I'm just kidding. We discussed Paris Fashion Week, why some designers make you feel like they're moving the needle and others don't, how and why the political implications of what it means to be alive in 2016 might be affecting the way we're consuming fashion, how critics play a larger role in fashion, whether their reviews come before the clothes or the clothes come first, or whether this is just a classic case of seismic shifting, something in the universe making us all feel and act a certain way. Can you dig it? Signing off, Malcolm Gladwell. I'm just kidding, it's Leandra. Leandra.